What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Michael. With me is Kevin Josh. Joining us today is Hound's owner, Tuffy Schallenberger. We'll get into all the big news from this past week and beyond. Oh, yeah, we got another win. Let's go! I think that's a great question. Now we got to get into the nitty-gritty. Tuffy, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to be back. So let's let's go ahead and just dive right in. Um, uh, let's start with the big announcement, kind of like uh, the 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 giant news. Uh, it's becoming more and more apparent. So the Riverhounds partnered with Allegheny Health Network to build a state of the art health and sports complex in Coriopolis. It's going to have ten turfed FIFA regulated size fields, including two indoor ones. And it's all to be completed by 2021. How did this come about? Well, it's been talked about for, for years now. I mean, way back when, you know, the Redevelopment Authority had this property, uh, uh, it, it was it was designed for this. And, and I don't know, that was way before I even got, got the call and got involved with it. But, you know, they had, had received the property, uh, you know, did a lot of cleanup remediation work out there and then had it designed uh, to put these put fields on. Um, and, and I don't know all the history behind it. You know, I guess certain things fell apart there and they just couldn't get anybody to come in there and develop it or to develop it. And, and then when they approached me, I think it was about four years ago, I can't really keep track of time anymore, but about four years ago, they, they had approached me and and uh you know asked me if i'd be interested in in uh helping them develop it and you know we got all the details worked out and uh you know and that, that's how it, it, it come about but you know the first phase was developed or was designed to have uh three fields on it which there's two out there we we built two fields in, but my vision was as soon as i seen the the drawings on what they had designed you know three fields in the front and uh seven in the back on the other side of montour run there uh i knew right then that you know my vision was that you know naturally you needed to to have an indoor facility you know just for the way the growth of soccer is right now uh i i knew that needed to happen so that's kind of why we put the brakes on doing the third field uh, because I knew that's where it needed to be, and and you couldn't do it in the back because I knew this the sports orthopedics needed to go in there, and it was a you know it's it's been a long haul. I mean, you just don't go get a deal like that done overnight. Uh, so that's when I started approaching Allegheny Health, put the brakes on doing the third field because I knew we couldn't put the field in and then build a building around it. So uh, that's when I started, you know working with the team at Highmark and Allegheny Health and you know it was it was tough at the beginning you know this this is a this is a massive undertaking it's a massive building it's it's going to be world class I mean and without having Allegheny Health as a partner I mean they're the they're the best in the country at sports orthopedics I mean there's no doubt about it they don't take the back seat to anybody and 
and I knew that's that's who needed to be there, and that's who I wanted to be my partner. And and then then I just started the process. And like I said, it's uh, it took a lot of a lot of convincing and and a lot of <laughs> a lot of twisting arms. And and I just stayed persistent because I, I knew I knew that was my vision, and I knew that's what needed to be done out there. And uh, and after after you know a lot a lot of years of discussions. Uh, we we all we all agreed that uh, this 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 could be a this could be something really special and uh, and it's going to be something special. I mean, it's it's unlike anything that. Like I said, I think it's going to be the nice one of the nicest, if not the nicest complex in the country. You said uh, at the uh, announcement event that this was uh, the biggest step in the Riverhounds organization ever. Clearly, it's a big deal. But from your perspective, why is that? Why is it such a big step? Well, it's it's a big step on all fronts when you think about it. I mean, you think about, you know, you have the professional team out there. You have the academy. You have other youth, youth uh, group. You know, it, it's open. The fields are open to, and, and the building will be open to anybody. I mean, this isn't just Riverhounds. This is for any organization to come use. Mm-hmm. But when you can pull all these components together uh, and then have the best team of sports orthopedics in this location, you got everything in one spot. You got the athletes, you got the pro team, you got the, the, the doctors, you got the, the state of the art technology, you got it all at one location at your disposal. I mean, for, for the pro team, for the kids. And then, then you mix just the, you know, the general practitioner. This is going to be a one-stop shop. This isn't just sports orthopedics for Allegheny health. I mean, you can be out there while your kids are out there getting a private lesson or training, you know, you can be going in and getting a physical. I mean, it's, 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 it's good for everybody. It's good for the community. It's good for the the kids, the athletes. It's just good. <laughs> I mean, looking at the the obviously the video and the the uh, drawings and everything like that. You know, we were talking a little bit off air. This, I agree. I think this is one of the the best facilities probably in the country. Definitely within the USL. Um, have, has there been any discussions about what this could potentially do just in terms of recruiting players to the pro team, having a facility like this to try to draw people in? Oh, there's, there's, you know, that was the first thing, you know, talking to Bob, I mean, this is just so enticing for, you know, if you're on borderline of, of, you know, working something out with a, with a, with a player and they look at your facilities that, you know, you, you have this type of practice facility um, from film rooms to recovery rooms to, you know, the, like I said, the cryogenics, the, the anti-gravity, the, the orthopedics. I mean, all right there. I mean, if you've got the numbers worked out, I mean, or you're even close, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a no-brainer which way you're going to go. <laughs> When you look around the USL, like not many, if any, teams have a facility like this. This is on par of what you would hope to see at an MLS team. Is this a sign of things to come, or is this just showing us how big USL is getting? I think it shows. You know, I, 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 
I think, I don't know, like I said, I, I haven't been to every facility or I haven't really been to anybody else's facilities, but I can't imagine anybody having this at their disposal. I mean, I think it's, it's going to compete with any MLS. I would say probably going to be better than any MLS facility. Uh, Signs to come. I mean, listen, we we got we got a lot of work to do here in the <laughs> USL. I mean, the MLS is not even not even in my thought process at this point. I mean, because we we got a lot to uh, we got a long long way to go. Um, but the USL, the direction it's moving, um, this this th- this is going to be a sign to what's coming in the USL. I believe we're not. You know, we might be the first one, but I'm sure there'll be somebody following us but it's, it's nice to be the leader. So, you know, like I said, this is huge news. Um, and, uh, and when I first saw it, I mentioned that, you know, it was sort of like, oh, okay, this is cool. But the more and more you think about it, it's, it's just, yeah, I mean, kudos to you guys for pulling this off. Cause I think this is fantastic, but this isn't the only big news. Um, we mentioned that, you know, you've been a little bit busy, uh, a few years ago, I was sort of thinking back to when we had you on a few seasons past, and we, we were talking about all of the different things that you may want to see happen with this team. And um, you mentioned that at some point, you know, you were, you were potentially looking at another location to put a stadium because of the situation with Station Square. Things have changed recently, am I correct? Um, where potentially, you know, Station Square no longer owns the, uh, the ground under Highmark Stadium? Yeah, it was a it was a you know it's a unique situation. Um, you know that stadium was built uh, you know prior to my ownership. The, the stadium was built on leased property down there, and and it really held you back. I mean, because you know naturally when you come with a lease, I mean you you got restrictions and 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 it also holds you back. To it, it's like if you're going to go run an apartment, you're not going to got it and remodel the apartment i mean you you just you just don't have that initiative to to invest much into it because ultimately yeah you own the stadium but you don't own it because at some point (laughs) you're gonna it's gonna end so you know so we did we uh i I think you know in the last couple years we've really built a great relationship with station square the the folks down there that uh that owned the property and and they've seen how things were changing with the club and with the stadium, with the with the events, and 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 they looked at us. They, they were they look at us as an asset now to Station Square, and I think they 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 feel that you know they didn't want us going anywhere. So we we did. We got it worked out where we we now have purchased the land and the parking on the west end and. And and that just was a relief just to it gives you flexibility now. If if we do need to do some expansion, if we need to make some changes, you know, we can con- kind of control our own destiny now. And uh that that was because, uh, listen, it's we all know it's uh it's it's definitely the most beautiful stadium. I mean, as far as the backdrop with the city, uh a little tight down there, a little congested, but at the same time, that makes it nice. It's kind of a boutique style, you know, Hey, you bring your family in there. The kids can go run around and, you know, and have a good time. But, uh, at the same time, it's, uh, it just gives us a lot of flexibility to, to make things better now. So 
you'll see some, you know, as the years go on here, you'll see some improvement and hopefully you'll see some expansion. You know, I don't know how far we can go with expansion, but, uh, you know, that, that'll be designed and see. And, and you know, hopefully the, the crowds continue to, you know, our attendance keeps getting bigger or growing and we keep getting fan base building that. And we, we you know, hopefully we can get up to, I don't see why we can't get up to maybe 8,000 seats down there at some point if we, if we design this thing the right way. So, I mean, this, this is, like, huge. Like, I felt like applauding as you were announcing it. I just didn't want to <laughs> cut you off. Like, this is this is massive. I, you know, you mentioned that, I mean, I, I sort of latched on to you said the whole gut it and remodel the apartment mentality where you guys can do that now. And that, you know, I think piqued my interest and some of the interest of other listeners. But... Uh, you know, what is the impact, I guess, for you and for the organization in the short term now that this has happened? I mean, long term, obviously, you talked about potentially, you know, we can expand and things like that. But are there things that you specifically couldn't do before, um, you know, when Station Square owned the land underneath it that now you just want to jump all over and uh, and you can do um, and maybe, you know, I guess, elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, we'll start now, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get an architect in there and start getting some ideas and, you know, listen, it's no secret. You got to generate money down there. You know, that's the only way you stay in business. I don't care what business you're in. If you don't generate no money, you're not going to be in business long. So, you know, we, we need to make it more fan friendly. We need to have more points of sale. We need to have easier access. We need to have a better environment. And I got a lot of ideas on some, you know, some, some cool things that I I don't know if they'll work if they won't work I mean we're going to start looking at them maybe possibly some some seating off the balcony there where everybody just kind of hangs out on the balcony there in the club area maybe we put some seating down towards the field some you know sloped seating down we're going to look at ideas like that and filling in the corners more points to sell you know you can get more stands up maybe you get a little pizza stand a little you know, little ice cream stand, just just more points to sell because, you know, this business I've learned, you got an hour and a half before the game and you got a half hour at halftime. That's where you got to make your money. And if you don't make your money during that time, you're not going to make any. So you got to, you got to, you know, do the best you can to generate during those times. And you need just need more points to sell, more, more products. Uh, you know, our team store you know, has really taken off. I mean, you know, ever since we've done the, the new logo and, you know, the merchandising, uh, you know, Lori's done just a tremendous job with the store down there. It's, it's, and she's just cramped into a little shoe box down there. You know, maybe we're going to look at, uh, you know, maybe changing, pushing the locker rooms around a little bit and, and adding on to the team store because the, the, the team store is very important. I mean, not only are you selling merchandise, you're generating some money, but you're getting your brand out there. Mm-hmm. And the more every 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 shirt that goes out of there, you're building your brand. I mean, it's it's crazy. You see, you're starting to see stuff. I you know, I seen somebody on TV. I don't mean what event it was with the River Hunt. You know, you're starting to see that kind of thing, and and that's that's very important. You know that we that we get our brand out there. So switching gears to the last topic that we're going to talk about tonight. Um, we mentioned on Twitter that you'd be coming on the show, and uh, Hounds commentator Matt Geico wanted us to ask about the uh, in- increase in attendance numbers this season, as as you've already mentioned. According to recent data, attendance is up around 
from 2018. And that's more than double the next highest increase of around 15% for for Real, Monarch, for Real Monarchs and Las Vegas Lights. So I can speculate on what might contribute to this increase in attendance, but I'll just ask you straight, what can you attribute that increase in attendance to? Well, I think it's hard to put one thing out there. I mean, I think it's just a, a multitude of things that's happened. I mean, I, I think professionalism, I mean, you know, it starts off with, hey, listen, you know, bringing Bob Lilly in here is, you know, there's everybody knows that, uh, you know, just bringing respect. Um, I think just a more professional atmosphere, getting our brand out there. Um, and, and, and I think more respect than anything. I mean, I think I think people are just starting to respect us as a professional organization um, and not just on the team side, everything, you know, we're. We're, we're trying to do things. We're, we're really trying. I mean, hey, we're making mistakes. We still make mistakes every day. And but you got to fix them and you got to move on. But um, I, I, I think it all goes back to that word respect. You know, before I think a lot of teams would think, well, yeah, we're coming to Pittsburgh. We should, you know, yeah, we'll get, you know, we'll get a tie or a win. That's, you know, that that's just the way the the rest of the teams looked at us. You know, teams don't look at Pittsburgh that way anymore. You know, you're coming to Highmark Stadium. You're you're going to know you was in a dogfight, win, lose, or draw. You know, you're, you're going to know you was in a fight. And I, I think that, uh, and I think that's throughout the organization. I think our youth teams. I mean, we got you know, look at our uh, our. I think it was our O three girls this year. Uh, you know, they they won the ECNL championship. You know. We told when we went into the ECNL, oh, you'll never, you know, Pittsburgh can never compete in the ECNL. Well, hey, second year in, girls won championship. We go, you know, I think our 05 girls, the 05 team's out at uh, Colorado right now, and they're in the championship tomorrow for uh, U.S. Club Soccer National Championship. You know, we're uh, we're getting respect from, you know, we're earning respect from, from both on the youth side and professional side. Um, and I think that just keeps snowballing, you know, it snowballs to the parents. It, it just, you know, parents, relatives, you know, Hey, this, this is cool. Look, this, look at these river hounds. I mean, the pro teams winning, the, 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 the youth teams are winning, you know, and it's just, we're in Pittsburgh. You got to win. I don't care what you're doing. <laughs> you don't win in Pittsburgh. You're going to get run out of here. You know? Um, so we're, we're getting that respect and I think it's just, everything's just, uh, kind of falling in line with that. But I also believe, you know, um, being on TV, you know, these away games on CW, you know, not everybody gets ESPN plus, you know, it's, it's, yeah. you know, unless you've got a smart TV, you know, and, and hopefully next year, you know, as more viewership goes up and we can, you know, hopefully get the price down, get some more advertising. I want to start out. I want to start televising home games. People say, ah, that's crazy. Why do you want to do that? Then your attendance thing going to go up. But I think when people see how cool it is down there, you know, the, the supporter section down there, still army section when they, you know, we see, they see all that craziness, like the opening game. If you could have that atmosphere down there all the time, people's watching that on TV. You sit there and say, man, I want to get down to all that. That's Absolutely. So it's kind of like a two, it's kind of like a double edged sword there. Well, yeah, people's not going to show up. Now, when you have days like, you know, Saturday night, yeah, 
yeah, you shot yourself in the foot because you know what? It's 100 degrees out. I think I'm going to sit on the couch. (laughs) 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 Which we, uh, you know, we we felt it on attendance there Saturday night, but, you know, I can't blame people. That was, that was, that was miserable out. But, uh, no, I tell you, it's, it's, it's all positive. It's, uh, it's, it's getting better and better. And, uh, you know, you just can't support every, or thank everybody enough for the support. It's, uh, and I, I think the numbers are going to continue to rise because it's just, uh, Hey, soccer's cool now. It's just a cool sport. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, I mean, like, the weather certainly hasn't been a help to us this season as far as attendance is concerned with rain delays, yeah. you know, multiple rain delays, you know, 100-degree weather days and all that kind of stuff. And and in in the face of all that, still having an increase is, you know, an increase like that is, is great. Um, yeah. mo- moving on just to the last question here. So it was... I'm going to paint the picture. It was March 2014 when this club filed for bankruptcy. And now five years later... We have the biggest rate of increase of, for attendance from 2018 to 2019 across the USL. We've had the club and kit and logo redesign recently. We have a massive state-of-the-art training and health facility for youth development and team training being built soon. And now the club owns the land under one of the most talked-about soccer stadiums in the U.S. So that was a hell of a five-year plan, if I can say so myself. Uh, can you can you can you give us any insight into what the next five or even 10 year uh, plan is going to be maybe some local women's games being played at high mark you've already talked about the potential stadium expansion so maybe talk a little bit about for the next five or ten years How about a championship yeah. <laughs> 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 tell you what that one thing would blow away the previous five uh, <laughs> five year plan away <laughs> Nah, hey, listen. The, the the team, you know, listen. We had a we had a we had a we had a great year last year. I mean, hey, it, it didn't end the way we we thought it would. Uh, you know, we we got, you know, we got a, a a good team this year. I mean, I think it's starting to come together. I think everybody sees that now. Uh, you know, I think everybody was hitting the panic button there earlier in the year, but. You know, hey, we we kept a lot of players, but still, we brought you know half the well, you know, half the team's new this year. So, took you, you know, it takes a while to gel. Um, and and I think these guys are are uh, are getting are getting there. And uh, I, I think just the, what you can see it on the field for the last uh, four or five games. Um, I think we're sitting in a pretty good spot right now. I mean, yeah, you're in eighth place, but when you look at things i mean we what was three four weeks ago we were in what 13th or 14th spot uh you know if you if you win the two games in hand you're really sitting in what fourth spot right now so sometimes it's not always good i don't believe to be sitting up there in first second third fourth spot you know you got a lot of eyes on you and i think we're we're in a in a, in a pretty good spot right now so that that's that's ultimately the goal. Am I saying we're going to win the championship this year? But no, no means am I saying that. Do I want to? Absolutely. But uh, you know that that's the that's the goal every year when you start. You know we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out to the championship this year. And uh, you know Bob Lilly didn't come here to uh, to win games and just get into the the playoffs. I can tell you that's not his mentality at all. And, so uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think he's going to stop until he gets what he wants. <laughs> Doesn't seem like that kind of guy, <laughs> at least uh, talking nah. to him and watching him on TV. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with a question. So we've, we've been uh, all through June. Uh, we were doing a lot of work with steel city FC and uh, everyone that came on, I asked the question, 
if you had sort of a magic wand and you could make anything happen for this team, um, for the club, whatever it may be, um, you could make one thing happen, what would it be? You've already said, you know, how about a championship? But a championship aside, if you had a magic wand and you could make one thing happen for this organization, what would it be? Uh, I think just to continue to grow the sport. I mean, that that's important. Growing the sport, getting a, getting a better foundation built, you know, because it's got to start from the youth up. Um, and, I, and I think we just got to continue to build that foundation because that's the future. The, these kids coming up are going to be the future. They're the ones here in, you know, a couple of years that are going to be, you know, especially the, the older ones coming through the academy programs. Listen. You know they're gonna get in their car and they're gonna go to a, a Riverhound game on the on the on Saturday night. Um, so I, I think if I could, I would just grow the awareness, hopefully grow the awareness, and uh, and keep building that foundation because I think that's that's the most important part. Love it, Tuffy. You know we we always appreciate when you come on and make some time for us. Um, you know I think I've said it before, but. It's it's really refreshing um, to have sort of an owner as yourself who is willing to you know come out and say you know we've made mistakes to proclaim mistakes to own up to it to continue to keep trying to push the envelope forward and like I said everything that we've talked about on the show tonight and you know all through the past few years all sort of feel like stepping stones that are all leading to bigger and better things and so uh, you know kudos again to you for putting this all together and continuing to push this team forward. Um, it's, it's really great stuff. And like I said, we love having you on. Um, we want to be respectful of your time, but uh, you know, thanks again for coming on and, and talking to us and talking to the people and sharing some insight. And uh, we, we really, really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on and, and I appreciate you guys support. And, and like I said, uh, it's, it's without you guys, I mean, we're, we're not gonna, you're, 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 you're a part of this picture as we are i mean we, we need your support and, and everybody else is out there and, and i appreciate everything you guys do for us also and uh and let's just keep uh let's keep pushing forward sounds like a plan definitely thanks tuffy so again a huge thanks to tuffy for stopping by um you know i i truly meant what i said i think it's it is really refreshing that he's that he comes on and and he's so transparent with what's going on and forthcoming and and yeah we we definitely appreciate it as a fan base guys i think it's it's worthwhile you know talking just for a hot second about our takes on some of this big news that came out um let's start with the facility cuz like i said when it was first announced that there was going to be a big announcement from the team Initially, you know, the same sort of thing happens where it runs through your head. Like, okay, are we talking about players? Are we talking about, you know, potentially some sort of uh, game against maybe an MLS opponent? Is it going to be two more trucks that have, you know, (laughs) two more Schallenberger trucks that have the hounds on the side of it? What's it going to be? And so when it was announced that it was going to be a new training facility, it was just like, eh, okay. But I think as... Maybe for you, not for me. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm just saying, as the day progressed and I thought about it more and more... You know, Tuffy's right. I mean, there's there's nothing else like this in the country. I mean, this this makes me almost think of, and I'm not saying it's on this on the grand scale of like EPL, but you sort of go and watch documentaries on some of the EPL teams, and these are the kind of facilities that these squads have. 
and this is a USL championship team. Like we're, we're not even MLS. Like what, what is going on here? Kev, what was, what was your reaction when you heard this? News? I mean, I was absolutely blown away. All, all, all it took was as soon as I heard some of the numbers around like how many fields were going to be there and like, you know, all the state of the art health facilities and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, your mind, your mind immediately goes to you know, two places. And we talked about in the interview where like one, yeah, attracting players. Like if, 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 if a player that we like is maybe up for contract next season, um, you know, may, maybe we want to put a new contract in front of Mertz and, instead of just, you know, extending that one year option or whatever. Yeah, to have him look at that training facility and say, oh, that's a really nice place to, <laughs> to train and, and get medical treatment. I mean, that matters. That matters for keeping players you want to keep and attracting players you want to attract. And go, oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, no, just to interject real quickly, not just here, but also abroad. Our buddy Phil Grooms has done a number of shows. He has a friend who I believe plays in Sweden now. But anyway, if you're, if you're considering going to Europe and playing in like a second division league, the facilities are crap. And so to have something like this you can look at when you're even considering leaving the country, not to say that, you know, in some cases you shouldn't leave the country to further your career, but when you're comparing, you know, second division to second division, this is this is huge. Well, and, yeah, and, and on top of all that, I mean, I think, you know, the Hounds Academy already has good coaches. Combine, you know, combine these facilities with, if you know, if you keep making efforts into, into bringing in, like, top, youth coaches and like Pittsburgh starts becoming like the youth development capital of of the U.S. for for soccer if you if you're a kid especially in Pittsburgh I mean let's let's just start there if you're you know all of a sudden Pittsburgh's a great place to grow up playing soccer now um if you're if you're seriously interested in and wanting to hone your craft and get better and all that kind of stuff this is this is a is going to be a great complex there's great youth coaches all that kind of stuff but on top of that, if you're a kid and you want to stay within the U.S. Um, and, and you're serious about your craft, you know, Pittsburgh becomes a viable option. So I think, yeah, as far as, you know, we, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, soccer is on the rise in the U.S. I mean, a lot of that is attributed to the women's success, um, especially recently in the Women's World Cup. But it goes back even further than that. Um, you know, to, to, to now have a place like this uh, sporting complex and Pittsburgh, you know, it's it's going to keep growing, and and you know, Pittsburgh can. Uh, I'm excited about what 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 kind of like soccer mecca Pittsburgh could potentially become in the next couple of years. It's pretty awesome, and it's it's not just the fields. Because when I first heard about this, what my mind went to is uh, the Columbus Crew just announced back in December that they were going to have where their current stadium is. They're going to turn into a sports complex. Uh, kind of like what I thought this was going to be at first, where they like they're going to have ten fields and and one of those are going to be indoor and they're going to have a couple of basketball courts there. It's like going to be kind of like a sports complex. But when I realized that this was not just about ten fields, it's also state of the art medicine and and facilities like that as well. That's pretty awesome like this isn't just about that it's also just what they can do there now and the advancements they can make there and just everything and with the whole youth part of it like i want to see a whole bunch of robbie mertz you know on the team in the future i want to see homegrown players become a huge thing here and this is how you get there uh, and like it's i mean i know we are we all kind of like i don't know we turn into like 
Norwegian Vikings every time we see the train, the, the team train and like, you know, 20 degree weather with snow and we think it's great and all that kind of stuff. And part of it, fine, it is. But also like the indoor fields, mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in the dead of winter when it's, you know, in the negatives with wind chill and all that kind of stuff. To be able to go in and still focus on technique and still work on passing drills and all that kind of stuff in a, in a more controlled environment. I mean, that matters, um, if, especially if you're thinking of it from a player standpoint. And... You know, like I, I'm, I'm speculating at this point. Obviously, I, I don't know sports medicine to this degree, but I, I would have already assumed to some extent that Pittsburgh is is a place that if you want to do sports medicine, you come to mm-hmm. because of all the great uh, health facilities in Pittsburgh. But now, on on top of all of this, I mean, to have the the medical facility so close, I would imagine that it's going to attract more, you know, sports medicine professionals. And the team and the sports medicine medicine professionals get to mutually benefit off of like one another in that case, and so you're going to get like top you know medical treatment and all that kind of stuff. Now, I, I think this is it's insane. I mean, if if you want to see soccer grown in Pittsburgh, this is honest. Like if you and if you had a miracle wish, this like this is on a short list for like a miracle thing to happen in Pittsburgh for soccer development. I think it's massive. And it's also one of those things that uh, Tuffy mentioned was respect uh, talking about, you know, what you, what you're seeing the attendance bump and why is that? And this is going to bring more respect in the city itself, not just to the soccer community, but also just to the fact that they're going to see this giant training facility in Coriopolis. It's going to be a big deal and it's going to be like the situation where it's, now the hounds have what the the pirates have with their uh place and what the well what the steelers have and what the penguins have like their facilities this is kind of on par with that yeah and there there were a couple different things that people brought up on twitter when this first came out i'm I'm not going to claim that we came up with any of this but i think all of them are worth at least mentioning i think one it might have been the riverhounds rabbi that said you know the the unspoken thing is that now the hounds have a proper training facility, which means there's less wear and tear on Highmark. Yeah. Which means that you're not you're not always practicing on Highmark Stadium. The field stays in better shape longer term, so that's a good thing. Um, somebody mentioned that this opens the doors to a number of national youth tournaments because of all the fields that are available and the facilities. That now that is also I mean, as Tuffy said, if you ain't making money, like you know you're going out of business. And so you don't want to put it all down to a dollar. But if the Hounds can start hosting national tournaments, that's huge. And then thirdly, once you start having a situation, you know the the World Cup is coming back to the U.S. in a few years. You're gonna have teams that are gonna be looking for places to train. Um, that are nearby the cities where they're playing. And this is a a fantastic facility within driving distance of Columbus that teams could stay and, uh, and, you know, use as sort of a home base, um, which would be pretty incredible uh, just a few years' time. Yeah, and with that, I mean, like, talking about the places to train, that kind of stuff, I'm wondering if this could attract, like, we've been talking about the women's teams and, like, the different things going on there. This is a pretty cool thing for that as well. So, it, it yeah, it just a lot of stuff <laughs> to take in. And I know it doesn't seem as flashy as, like, a player signing or anything like that, but when you really dig down into it, this is the backbone type stuff that needs to happen and is very important. Yeah, it's that infrastructure that you need to really launch off of. Kev, I know you asked about the, the sort of, is there a potential for a women's team? Um, and we didn't really sort of get a straight answer on that, but that's another thing where if the hounds aren't using Highmark as often, 
And Tuffy's talking about, you know, you make all your money in concessions. The more teams you can have in there on a weekly basis, then, you know, the more concessions you could sell. So that's something that could potentially be in the future as well. Or or just giving, you know, current existing women's teams, right. you know, a chance yeah, yeah. to play at Highmark. So getting Steel City FC in there and getting to play a couple games, that'd be great. No, that would be huge. Um, so... You know, again, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. I think this was this was huge news. The other big news that was sort of floating around inner circles is the fact that you know the Hounds now own um, the land under Highmark, which again is just. I was half expecting that that's what this announcement could potentially have been, and when it wasn't, I was like, ah, oh, that's a bummer. Um, and you know, Toffee was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we could talk about it. It's no big deal. We'll play it cool. I'm like, <laughs> okay, sweet. But like, I know I, I would have never expected. To when you know if and when this news ever broke about the club owning the land under the stadium for that to be talked about like second <laughs> in the podcast yeah. i would never get i mean I, we've been talking about this for years trying to you know secure you know a stable place for the club to grow into the future especially in a stadium like highmark that's so talked about I, I mean, once again, this is just, this is massive news. I mean, if you want to talk about, like, me personally, the other kind of miracle wish I would have, it was this. It was the club gets gets to own the land under Highmark and, and kind of secures our, our future there. And, yeah, it's... It's nice because this puts to rest a lot of uh, worries that the team's going to move to different area in Pittsburgh. Like, I never thought they would move outside of Pittsburgh again. But I was worried that, you know, we're going to get a, a a cheaper land area that maybe doesn't have as good of a view and isn't as accessible and all that kind of stuff. So the fact that they bought, they were able to purchase the land and now it kind of like makes it officially their home where they're, it's going to take a lot to get them to leave this area now um, is great because one of the biggest things that, you know, people talk about with the Hounds is is just that stadium and the view and how awesome it is and and i do think it's it's small for what you know you want to see uh for the future of this club obviously it's it's fine now we're not there yet but the fact that they can grow it to an extent is important yeah well like tuffy already mentioned it he's like yeah maybe a thousand extra seats or whatever (laughs) (laughs) i think they can do a lot more than that like for yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember the original plans. I think we've mentioned on the show before a couple times is the original plans for the stadium, the erector set style that it was built in, is supposed to be able to get up to 18k. Now that is like almost impossible now. Like they would have to redo the whole thing, but this would involve wrapping the whole thing around, making it like a horseshoe, still keeping the view of the the river there in the the skyline there, but also uh, having you know double this pretty much go higher up all around the whole stadium uh you would have to build out over top of the road for some of that which would be also be a, a pain but it's possible it's not like impossible to do that well that that and then also just the the clear transparent willingness from the owner to say like no we're like we're not gonna sit on this five thousand seater stadium like we're gonna yeah. expand like it's gonna be big. Like I, I, so many clubs around the world would love to hear their owner come out and just straight say, "No, we're gonna like expand the stadium." Like and the, the fact that you know there's there's sincere, you know, interest from from the ownership on down to to make it a bigger stadium. It's, and it's you also got to remember that this isn't just for the Hounds uh, growing that stadium. If they're able to make the seating capacity for this bigger, you can in- attract bigger concerts there, bigger events there. Like there's other reasons other than our attendance to 
grow the stadium because if they are able to make it a bigger arena they can attract bigger stars there bigger concerts so that's important for the money making aspect of this so yeah we're not there as far as hounds attendance go but that doesn't mean you might not see the attend or the stadium grow before that 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 being said i i still think we should be really careful i say we like we have you know any control over how the stadium expands. We have Tuffy's but, number. It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, it, it would, I think it would be sad to see still, you know, 3,000 people in an 18,000 seat sure. stadium. And so I think we need to constantly make sure as a club, you know, to, to grow with it's control the attendance growth. interest. Yeah. yeah. It, it should never like I, I would almost say like it's okay like every time you peak over whatever 75 percent attendance average then cool add another thousand let's just keep let's keep doing that until we're, we're bigger and bigger and bigger because i think an empty stadium it feels weird it feels weird to sit in and it's not great it's not a great atmosphere and all that kind of stuff yeah so well and tuffy that's talking fair. about you know sort of growing the brand and how every time somebody's out there wearing a uniform that's growing the brand i think the same goes for highmark and I was a bit surprised yesterday. I was driving, I drove back to Penn Hills. I was helping my father-in-law with his kitchen. And as I was driving back from Penn Hills on, um, I turned on the 22 heading towards uh, Murraysville. There was a billboard for a suicide walk that's happening at Highmark Stadium. And on the surface, it's like, what is that? It's like a, it's, it's a walk to raise funds to, oh, okay. for like suicide awareness sort of thing. Cool. And so, um, but the fact that you, yeah. there was this billboard and it just says Highmark Stadium, like the same sort of recognition when people are driving past going, Highmark, Highmark, wait, where's Highmark Stadium? Oh, that's where the hounds play. It's getting that into the collective consciousness that just wasn't there before. Mm-hmm. And so, Josh, I think to your point about additional events and things like that, I think that's huge because, again, you're making it that focus of not just soccer, but in a way it becomes soccer when people get there. So, yeah, no, I think this is... It's huge. It's huge. So, yeah. Um, and the attendance numbers are great. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to say about the attendance numbers. Um, I yeah. was a bit surprised, honestly, that we were up 30% over last year. I would have expected the jump to be last year, which we did see a jump last year. But the fact that it continues to grow, I think it's amazing. And Kev, to your point, you know, it feels like almost every other game we play has some sort of either rain rain delay or you know people suffering from heat stroke or whatever it may be. So uh, no, that's awesome, um, guys. Anything else about the interview that we want to touch on before we quickly sort of go through the the recap from uh, the Carolina game? I was gonna say yeah, we did have a game. To we we did have a game to talk about. Hounds ended up winning this one, one nothing. We had talked about, you know, last week that we thought that this was a, a, a winnable feat, um, or in Kevin's case, a not losable feat, and uh, and so the Hounds got three points, which is fantastic, <laughs> considering you know the the upcoming stretch where we have Hartford and Memphis. Um, you know, this could be a great start to potentially nine points, um, which would be amazing. Uh, the goal comes off of a, a nice little Nico Brett slot pass to Robbie Mertz, who just tucks it neatly into the back corner. Guys, the you know, Josh, were you there? Yes, you were there. Liz was not there. Liz was home second. Yes, I was. Um, takeaways, Josh, what, what were you thinking from the stands in this one? Ooh, so it was a weird one because of the, you know, just the weather was so bad and 
everything around it, you know, you kind of like get worried about the game with the weather delay, the lightning, and all that stuff. But the fact that we held a lead is amazing. Like, <laughs> I that, love that's how the you paused there. Was like, like we scored in the twenty seventh. <laughs> okay, here, here's the thing: we scored in the twenty seventh minute or whatever, and that's really early to score for us and to hold the lead without getting another goal and not you know giving up a goal for that long is something you don't see the hounds do often um in the past you haven't seen the hounds do often especially this season so it was like a situation where after we scored i'm like we need to score again or we're screwed and we didn't score again and we still won that's an achievement on its own yeah i agree (laughs) kev what uh what takeaways you got from this one i mean yeah following up on that point i i think we've we we've been uh, found guilty of not acknowledging Greenspan and Adewale enough in the season. I think we always say like, yep, they're great. One of the best center back pairings you can have in the USL. Both of them are, you know, great for this league and all that kind of stuff. But because we just set that bar so high for them, we end up just like assuming it and not talking about it. I think once again, they were incredible uh, this game. Um, And they like Lily shows a lot of confidence in them where I think one of the most interesting things is uh, for a large portion of the game, uh, you know they still play Vonky Azil, but it it looks a lot more like a four-two-three-one in this game than three center backs. Uh, Vonky Azil looked a lot more like he was partnering Forbes in the middle of the field and just left Greenspan and Adewale back um, defending as as center backs. I mean, now obviously, you know Vonky Azil still had some runs going forward, but it was Forbes was the more adventurous one. Vonky Azil was holding a bit more. Um, but there, there was a lot of scenarios where Greenspan and Adewale would step out aggressive and try to cut the playoff immediately, you know, try to stop counterattacks and whatever. And I thought both of them had an incredible game, Adewale especially. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, the defense was incredible. I thought, for, you know, we, we came out strong and I thought really controlled this game. We had a lot of good combination play um, and just went for it. I mean, it's, you know, we've, it's a running theme now in the past couple home games where, uh, you know, Lily's kind of backing up his talk with wanting to be the, the aggressor at home, wanting to be in control, wanting to attack. And, and you know, I, yeah, <laughs> we did <laughs> in, in this game. We, I think we started quick and, uh, and created a lot of good chances. And my, my, my only slight worry is now I think so much good is coming from the consistency in the lineup and having players know you know, each other's runs, know each other's combination play and all that kind of stuff. And, and we saw that fall down a little bit in, in last, last week or whatever, when we hit, when we were forced to switch the lineup through, uh, you know, the number of games and all that kind of stuff. But, but no, I, it was, it was a great game against a really good team. Let's not forget what going, coming into this game, North Carolina was third, fourth. Um, so, you know, this is a good team and, uh, and now we're in a great position in the next three games to get another nine points. Yeah. One of the takeaways that I kept noticing in this game, and it's something that I I was not expecting at all. I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting when the Hounds announced, oh, you know, we're signing hometown kid Robbie Mertz, that this would become what a guy. I mean, basically, we're we're talking about him as if he's the MVP of the team at this point in the season. And he very well may be. But I think one of the big things that I've noticed, especially in this game, was how many back post runs he makes it, it and this was this was exactly what we talked about earlier in the season where we're like why why are we struggling on these crosses and it's like well it's just dos santos there and so defenses can key on him and you don't have other guys running into the box 
there were a number of other opportunities where somebody's going down, they cross into the box, and Mertz is there on the follow-up, making that back post run. And this wasn't a case where he was necessarily making the back post run when he scored. He just sort of followed up Brett, and Brett did an amazing hold-up. He did Brett stuff. Like, this is what you expect from Nico Brett, is just use his body, get the ball, and make something happen. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Robbie Mertz, man, what what a what a surprise and what a player. Josh, I don't know if it was you or, or Liz that mentioned it on Twitter, but I mean, you you made a really good call of like that nice photo of Mertz celebrating. Oh, yeah. You're like, this needs to be a poster sold <laughs> in the shops, and every you know kid in Pittsburgh puts this on as well. Absolutely, I mean, like Mertz is a person to look up to now. Like this is a hometown kid, you know, playing really well in the usl and and one of the stars of the team so far and yeah i mean you know it's this is big this is important to have to have people as a kid growing up to to yeah hang posters on your wall and idolize about and pretend like you're mertz in the backyard playing soccer like you know you know picking all your players and all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah that's i hope i hope they do it It (laughs) yeah the the picture you're you're referring to was uh matt sunday on twitter um he snapped a shot of mertz in mid jump celebration and you can see the ball in the foreground in the net and it's just you can see the hounds logo you can see him like celebrating it's an awesome shot go check that out i think mongols i think we retweeted it i retweeted it yeah it's on twitter just check any of those areas and um with that i mean it's mertz is now tied a three-way tie right now for most goals for the hounds this season we have all three of us we have uh Kerr, Mertz, and Brett all have five goals this season. And that's, that's you know, that's huge. Uh, and I, if I had to put money on who's probably going to have the most by the end of the season, it's going to be Mertz. And, and not yeah. to discount, you know, goals, but I don't recall, has Mertz taken any PKs? Because I know that Brett no. and Kerr have no. both gotten some of theirs off PKs. So his all of his have been yeah. run a play. Um, yeah, Nico actually has, I think, the most PKs yeah. so far. Um, and then then incur and but yeah, Mertz I don't think has any. But that's probably goals in league play, right? Because I know Brett has yes. like a couple yeah, that's league like yeah, yeah. game or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, this is just league play. Right. Um, so we talked about this a little bit a few weeks ago, and I think everyone was like, ah, you're you're being kind of crazy. Um, it, looking at next year. Is Who it, said we're being crazy? Everybody said we're being. <laughs> yeah, at me, bro. A, yeah, <laughs> come at me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is, uh, yeah. But e- for even talking about the idea of Mertz potentially being a captain of this team in in the coming years, is it that crazy of a conversation right now? I mean, you hear Tuffy talk all about the youth and how he wants these players to look up to this team and like. There is no well, I shouldn't say there's no better symbol of like one of us than Robbie Mertz because half of these guys coach for the youth teams as well. So there's a connection there with the players in the first place. But if you want to say, hey, look, this could be you, I mean, you got no better example than Mertz at this point. While that's true, I don't necessarily think captain is necessary for that idolization still to happen for kids looking up to Mertz I don't think he has to be the captain to me captain is more about not just play on the field but also the locker room and who commands that locker room who commands respect 
there. So, like, is Mertz that guy? I have no clue. Right. I don't know what the locker room is like. I don't know if he is the one stepping up and doing speeches or doing, you know, kind of checking up on the players. If that's him, sure. I think it would be awesome. I, I, I don't think, though, that is necessary at all. Yeah, I mean, and on top of that, it, it, I think it would be a little uh, fast. Premature. 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 Because, like, I mean, he didn't start a lot in the beginning of the season. He, you know, so yeah. he, he's really only recently pushed his way into the starting lineup. Um, so, uh, yeah, it'd be a bit much. And, yeah, Josh, I, I 100% agree. I think captain is more of who does the team and squad respect above everyone else and, and will, you know, follow behind their leadership it's probably not it's probably not Mertz at this point but yeah absolutely I mean it's look something to aspire to you know and it's something maybe a carrot to hold in front of Mertz saying stick around for another you know two three years yeah hang out and see has hang out in the uh, anti-gravity chamber and the uh, cryo thing and uh, (laughs) yeah yeah I mean you know at at that point you know and and keep scoring at the rate you're scoring at yeah captaincy has your name on it yeah and I don't disagree with either of you. It's just it feels like this is a conversation that's going to keep coming up. So I at least wanted to pose it so that you know we could discuss it. Um, guys, yeah, I love I love Kenny so much. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping with the cryo chamber that we can just keep Kenny for like next 15 years. Like, you just keep playing. We'll just freeze you down and thaw you yep. out before each game. And yeah, no, yeah. we'll be solid. No worries. Kenny and Kerr, they're still on the team? Right, wow, yeah. okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's 2035. <laughs> and Kanato uh, Forbes is leading the Riverhounds, yeah. Guys, I guess anything else, any other takeaways from this match? I mean, like we said, it, it was... We we were hoping to get three points, but I think the manner in which we got it was extremely encouraging. I think that... It was one of those things where it's like, yeah, we're going to get three points. And then you sort of hold your breath. So then when we do get three points, you go, oh, okay, yeah, good. All right. Yeah, we got the three points. I always knew we could. Um, And so, you know, Josh, I think you used the analogy of a runway in the last episode where, like, you want that long runway to sort of get some speed and really take off. And this was sort of the start of that. So, uh, yeah, it feels good. Um, I mean, there is one negative, one bigger negative that I think uh, probably bears mentioning is that missed penalty kick. I I hate. It. Well, I mean, it was saved. It wasn't like he, he he skied the ball or anything like that. It wasn't. It wasn't the best penalty. No, it wasn't. Yeah, like, and yes. even from all the way across the field in the Steel Army section, yeah, you could tell it wasn't a great penalty kick. But yeah, 88th minute. This is your opportunity to put the game away. You know, there's gonna be a lot of stoppage time. Um, and, and, and goal difference is gonna. It's starting to look like it might play a part. So yeah. yeah, it does. And also, I mean, at this point, North Carolina kind of felt like they were on the upswing and we were on yep. the downswing and we were defending with our lives. So like this was an opportunity to, to, to just put the game away and yeah, missing that, not taking a great penalty kick was so upsetting. And yeah, I, I think coach even talked about it afterwards. He said that, uh, too many missed opportunities, this penalty kick, uh, Kerr had a great opportunity where he missed, uh, Mertz had another opportunity that looked almost like a mirror image of the first one mm-hmm. that he scored and he missed. And so, yeah, there were just too many of those. I'd love to see at some point, I sh- you know, we should actually like do some research, but it would be great to see how many pens <laughs> the hounds have been awarded this season and how many they've scored. Cause it feels like we've been awarded a ton and it feels like our conversion rate is probably 70%, maybe 60%. 
But I again, this was also, pure speculation. <laughs> this is also in the 88th minute, and at this point, you know, uh, yeah. Brett's not on, Kerr's not on. Those are our regular, you know, right. uh, penalty t- takers. So, it, it yeah, it, it does suck, though, that, you know. It feels Kurt. like someone tweeted this out last week, and I feel like they're probably just sitting there listening to this, like, I just, I just <laughs> told you this. Like, why? Um, but no, two final points for me. I mean, you know, Josh, you talk about runways and everything. Like, yeah, this is... It's it's massive because the next three games gives us the you know longest clearest calm wind blue sky runway we can think of away against Hartford and then two home games against Memphis and Swope Park you know we we need those points because in the next couple games it's away at Red Bulls who are flying this season and then away at North Carolina which they haven't lost a home game all season so you know the the next three games are pivotal and it's going to sound like you know, if we can get what th- that would be four wins in a row, um, that like oh, we're being greedy. We kind of need that to ensure that we keep the momentum going because the, the the two games after that it's going to get a, a bit difficult. The last point I would just say I, I I mean I I can't think of a better week for the club since we've been doing this podcast. I mean this has been one of the best weeks for the progress of the club since I can remember. Barring maybe the you know the home playoff game and all that kind of stuff, there was so much excitement around that. Um, but you know, in in a week where the club, you know, gets the land, you know, redevelopment, blah 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 and you know, we win again and this is a great week. And we're also undefeated at home still. Like that yeah. was this win made us, you know, kept us with that record. Granted it's it's five draws and five wins, but still <laughs> undefeated at home is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think the only thing you could really compare it to is the off season from last year, where we brought in Lily and then did the whole rebrand. But that was an entire off season; that wasn't one week. So yeah, yeah it's 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 it was a big week. Um, <sighs> these are the good times. <laughs> it's amazing the ups and downs that a season will bring. Um, you know, one minute we're like, "Are we a playoff team? Are we really a playoff team?" And now we're like. But- we're, I think we were right high. to ask that. We we were right to ask that. Question. Oh no no no! We I did. think we were yeah, too. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just. Yeah. But no, we've we've come on like a storm in the past past uh, multiple games. Yeah. It's if we get two more wins, uh, in the next two games, we will finally be have more winning games than draws, which will be great. Because yeah. <laughs> right now our record is uh, seven three and eight, which is still upsetting. To see that uh draw number be higher than the win number well that all starts this weekend against hartford the game's at five o'clock at hartford so it's not seven five o'clock steel army tweeted it out there will be a watch party at smoking joe's um which will be a good time guys we we've sort of been talking about it like this is a foregone conclusion that we're going to get three points i think that the one concern that some people have started to echo in various channels is the hounds tend to get up and play for big teams and sort of have a tendency to play down for lesser teams. Now, we've already played Hartford once. We beat them 3-1. to one. Angulo got that crazy goal from midfield. Um, it was our home opener. So, you know, that was a case where Hartford was still struggling early in the season. Um, is any part of you thinking that we're going to get less than three points in this one? Cav, are you is – it, is, it, is it just, yeah, three points? I, I mean, I think it is three points – from the combination of, you know, Hartford are, they're not great. They're not a great team. And uh, and on top of all of that, in, in the past, what, two, four, six, seven odd games, 
we've we've only lost one game. I mean, we, you know, we're in very good form right now, and and I think the the way we're playing with with the team that we're playing, I think the only thing that knocks us off is if in the middle of the week, you know, I don't know. But even then, I was gonna say if like Kenny gets a freak injury or Mertz gets a freak injury or whatever. At this point, I would almost say it would take more than one player going down. And we look quite solid with our starting eleven at this point, where it feels like we could probably afford to bring in one in, one out, or something like that. Um, So yeah, I mean, barring an injury crisis um, or or goalkeeping mistakes, um, I think. yeah, I feel really good against about this game against Hartford. Josh, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if we were to lose this game, it would be a shock and it would be a huge concern because this is a team we need to win against. This is a team that the record right now is 3-14-4. I mean, they've... They're not good. They're not good at all, and they're they're not showing any trends of getting better. It's just they're they're not a good team this year. Uh, sucks for them. I mean, Angulo, I he will always be like one of the players I I want success for, and uh, seeing him uh, at Hartford and on this losing team sucks. <laughs> but uh, it, it is a situation where if we don't win this game, we don't have a right to be. A playoff team in my opinion yeah hartford currently has a goal differential of negative 25 um we have a yeah we have a goal differential of a positive 12 um so yeah this should be a game that we put away and guys you know we keep talking about looking at the standings the hounds are in eighth right now uh sitting on 29 points fifth place is nashville on 32 points so we're we're three points out of fifth place and Nashville has a or we have a game in hand on Nashville so like we're we're knocking on the door and these three did you say 29 and 35 29 and 32 Nashville's in fifth place with 32 points Um, North Carolina is in fourth place with 34 points but they've played two more games than we have so these three games if we can get wins seeing how other things may potentially shake out could catapult us into the top five um, which could be interesting. Um, you know, Tuffy talked a little bit about you don't want to be up there too long because then you get a target on your back and all of that. But well, and like so, Nashville plays Indy uh, next week. So I mean, they're one of the teams are going to take points off the other. So yeah, that's that's good for us. Yeah. Yep. So uh, so yeah, lots of it's it's a fun time, man. Like the next few weeks is going to be a fun <laughs> time. Um, the bad news is that uh josh next week you will be traveling and i will be traveling so if you really really want an episode (laughs) you need to tweet heavily yeah you're at what is it at sparks k16 is that is that your twitter kevin underscore sparks underscore or just mongols your voice will be heard there just tweet at mongols we're really pushing for like an Infowars style episode that's just (laughs) kevin just yelling at the at the microphone for an hour um, it could be amazing. Look, this, this is going to have to be like national level viral retweet likes. Like I'm <laughs> saying, like if you guys can manufacture it so that it's like, you know, what's the 5,000 likes what are we looking, or something okay. like that. What tweet fine. farm do I have to, uh, <laughs> exactly. hire? What, do you, what, what am I looking at here? We need an actual number here. Kev. Give us actual number. So if we get, let's say, 
We we need to make this in like, the thousands. In no, the, get out of here. Come on. <laughs> There's like, do you know? Do 50. you know? Let's say you, fifty. Look, if I just put a <laughs> microphone in front of you and said you had to rant for an hour, like that's you could do it. Come on. No one wants to hear that. Come on. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> okay, so let's say this. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tweet it out, and if it gets. We'll, we'll keep we'll keep it low. If it's 150 likes, you'll do a half an hour. If it's, I'll do that. If That's it's fine. if it's 300 likes, you'll do an hour. <laughs> I mean, you also probably have the option to actually get someone on the show. With yeah, you, you. could. I mean, we you, do I mean, have other contributors that could go on the show. That's with right. You. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's fine. I'll agree with those numbers. <laughs> Success. Okay. Good. All right, um, guys. This this was a this was a, a pack show. Um, I don't think there's anything else from us. Obviously, huge thanks again to Tuffy for stopping by. We love having him on. If you want us to do more interviews, um, you know we tend to sort of drop off the interviews as the season gets going. Try to give everybody a break, but uh, it is good to talk to players and and staff every once in a while. So if you want to hear that, let us know, and uh, we can line some stuff up and make that happen. Um, obviously. Get to Smoke and Joe's on Saturday for the uh, for the 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 uh, watch party against Hartford. Um, like we said, this is it's gonna be another fun one. So definitely check it out. So uh, thanks again for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Head over to mongols.com. Hear all the shows we put out. Full 90, everything's there. You can also click over to the store, get yourself some hats, victory beverage mug, lily ball shirt, and more. Check us on, out on Twitter at Mongols. Email us at Mongols at bgn.fm, at MongolsPod on Instagram. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and show. Subscribe to the show and leave us a review. There we go. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>